0: Okay, what's your worst uh, Facebook photo ever posted off Facebook?
1: Okay, I think the Shit. worst photo ever posted. There's yes. a lot of bad ones for me from grade nine. I used to have dude. long hair, like down like to the shoulders, a little bit past there, and I had the rat stash. And, and there's one of me, and I guess I just look like the biggest stoner in the world, and I'm just you, you probably, eating the sandwich, and the mustache is the, oh, it's, it's bad, man. That's what I'm gonna go with. I dude, got tons. You, you
0: probably look like a dude from My Chemical Romance, right? Straight up, like yeah. one of these guys? Yeah, just
1: with the, with the bad mustaches. Before I shaved for the first time, and the only thing that grew is the mustache, you know? And that probably happened to you too, right? Uh-huh. Mustache always grows first.
0: Oh, man. Yo, I, I was a late bloomer, man. I started growing a mustache in grade like, grade 13. Yeah. <laughs> Straight <laughs> up, dude. Uh, it's okay, man. You turn into a beauty. I turn into a beauty. We got the beauty power
1: rankings Ooh! on this
0: episode. It's silky and filthy. Wait, wait, wait. I don't even know if these buns are up right now. Let's check this shit out. Okay, okay. What, what's the show called again? Oh, it's called Silky
1: and Filthy. Oh, Silky and we get and the Filky. beauty power rankings. Okay,
0: okay. Today, yo, we got Chelny and Chelney's jumping we got on Mr. Andrew Chelny. Holy shit! And we're what? gonna go
1: over some weird facts from New York. It's gonna be a fantastic <laughs> episode. So let's get going, man. You're listening to Silky and Filthy. <laughs> If you want the puck talk, if you want the bullshit, you got it here on Silky hey. and Filthy. Hey. I'm Trevor Beggs. Okay. He's Kyle Bowen. Welcome to the show. Kyle, how are you doing today? I know we talked about dirty Facebook statuses. Have you ever left? Have you ever hacked someone's Facebook to get no, a no, dirty no, status? no, you know, not that I'm, guy. I'm a
0: nice dude. Ladies, I'm a nice dude. Ladies, I'm a, I'm a fucking fantastic okay, you don't, dude. Okay, don't just suck up to okay. the ladies. Have okay. you ever done it? Just answer on I don't hack no Facebook statuses. I, I was a man when I was 12 years old, you know, ladies? So... That, that, you that, said you
1: couldn't that, grow facial that. hair till grade 13.
0: <laughs> hey. Get out
1: of here. You were a man at 12.
0: <laughs> you saw
1: your Canucks jersey on, your oh, blue, hey, navy, hey, silver
0: hey. one on. Hey, it's puck-talking bullshit. Sometimes, you know, got to try it out sometimes, man. Shit. But, yeah, that was some bullshit. I definitely wasn't a man at 12 years old. I will just, you know, but living the mad, dream. <laughs> you're
1: a man now, and that's all that
0: matters. Yo, I was living the dream as a 12-year-old, just thinking about it. Just, you know, going to school, playing NHL, pizza pops. You actually just live in the fucking dream, yo. Not yeah, one Then you, you, then you one get to high stress. school, and you
1: start skipping school, and you realize you have even more freedom to do what you want. Oh, <laughs> that's the shit, life right dude. there. Just kidding, kids. If you're in high school listening to this podcast, please
0: stay in school.
1: Yeah. Uh, it is good for you. It's yo, good. School's amazing. It's just good. It's good if, to learn. If
0: I went back to school now, a couple things would be different. But most importantly, I would just take it seriously. I'd probably get straight A's for sure. 100% with my eyes closed.
1: Yeah. You know, honestly, man, I love school. What
0: I hated was... It,
1: homework and like piles of homework and stayed up all night but i actually love learning i love school school is great school
0: is great children stay in school
1: and and that's why podcasts are out there too learning in general is great we all want to learn we hope you learned something here on this episode of silky and filthy even though we got lots of bullshit mixed in with the puck talk but we're gonna we're gonna talk about the beauties of february we like to call this the beauty power rankings it kind of goes over it it has a bias on the best players of the month, but you know what? You have to be good throughout the whole season to make this list, and I'm going to mention two guys who didn't make it this month okay. who had a fantastic month, Okay, and they're Kevin Fiala and and Michael Backlund. Damn. So Kevin Fiala in Minnesota. That trade's looking crazy right now. I mean, they sent... like When Miguel Granlund went to the Nashville Predators... It looked like a steal for the Preds. You're like this. You're getting a 65 point guy for a guy like Fiala, who's never really broken out. The Swiss dude, right? The Swiss homie, Fiala. Yeah, I had him on NHL 13. Thought he was gonna be a stud. And he just uh, he never lived up to the type. Well, so. you drafted
0: him in 2013. You were a scout back then.
1: Uh, no, it's in NHL 13. Oh, NHL 13,
0: I know, I know. He was in the game back then. Yeah, yeah. He's been in, he's been in the world that long. Yeah. In the hockey world, shit, dog. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, Kevin Fiala. So he had ten goals and nineteen points of fourteen games. One of the best players in February, but before that, he's pretty mediocre. I mean, over the other forty-plus games of the season, he had twenty points. So he just can't make it. He's just you know second line player for yeah, three yeah. months. Come on, this is the I'm fucking silky and filthy
0: power rankers. We're not putting no thirty-nine point. He's silky now, but he was he was February. filthy for like three months Come prior. On, man. So and Come Michael it's ba- hard to make this list. Let's get that clear, yo. It's hard to make this list. It's not easy. You know how much research is done by my boy Trevor to make this list. Man, he's already making the March one. March one doesn't even come out for another 30 days. Fucking beauty, yo. It's hard to make this damn list. Fiala, nice try. But you can't you can't do that. Show up with less than 40 points and make the list in February. Get the fuck out of here, yo. Yeah. No chance. D-
1: it doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. And Michael Backlund, so he had a crazy month, but he's barely got 45 points on the season. Um but it's crazy. He's it's kind of gone untalked about, you know? I haven't really noticed Michael Backlund a lot watching watching Calgary games, but uh yeah, down the stretch here, I guess I've been watching more Oilers because, yeah, he's just been fantastic. You look at the stats, he's got three, two goal games in the month. But again, he's just second line forward and uh, not quite not quite beautiful enough for the yeah, rankings this month. Not
0: quite beautiful enough. But, yo, he did one of those things last month, which he seems to do, what, every year, score just a highlight, real fucking goal. I think it went coast to coast off the boards. I don't, I don't know who they were playing, but I watched that live and I was like, yo, Mike, like, he just does it. Backlund just does it every once in a while, shows glimpses in. You don't make the list though, because like I said, it's fucking hard to make this list. You have forty-five points going into going into March. No chance, yo. No chance.
1: Yeah, not quite happening. We do got a lot of new names in the month, this list, man. Six new names in total. It's Whoop. the most of any month that we've done so far here throughout okay. the season. Okay.
0: Okay. Let's do it. I'm, All right. I'm excited, man. I don't even know. I haven't seen the list yet. I'm just here to react. And yo, Trevor, I've been watching way more hockey, man. Yo, my nights, ladies, hockey ladies, yo, I'm just I'm just ending my night off. With those hockey highlights on YouTube, and I ain't even clicking the, the five minute one. I'm watching the twelve minute package, bro. I'm seeing the saves, I'm seeing the faceoff wins. You know, shit's happening. I'm ready for the, for this beauty power ranking of February. Yeah, you're
1: watching the faceoffs, man. That's a hardcore hockey fan right there. <laughs> yeah, look man. at you go. There you go. At number ten, I got Kyle Connor, and we kind of laughed. Shadow Kyle. We another Kyle. Beautiful Kyle. Got the long flow. Uh, unlike you, you should still grow that back. I know we're going to talk. You're, you're, you'll hear that with our guest, Andrew Chelney. Oh, yeah. We got Chelny. Square on podcast too. later on the episode. Um, but right now, okay. So, Kyle Connor, better flow than you. Just more of a beauty than you, man. That's okay. The other thing with the the Winnipeg Jets, though, they kind of floundered. They weren't great in the month of February, but Kyle Connor is still going to done for these guys. He's yeah. one of the league leaders in shots, he's got 17 points in 15 games. You you look at some of the Jets right now, and I know Wheeler's been good, and Line had a pretty good month, but Kyle Connor's been the best player on this team throughout the season. It's not even close. And if you looked at that roster a couple years ago, you you thought like, there's no chance like Scheifele, Wheeler, Line, they're all
0: going to be better than Kyle Connor. No, hundred percent. He's just a he's just a great player. He always gets brought up towards the end of the season, like, oh shit, this guy put that many points up. This guy did that. This guy's doing what? And I'm glad he's getting some recognition here, not only because his name is Kyle, but because he's. Yo, he's in there. Like he's always gonna be in the mix to be what, a top twenty NHL player? Like he's been doing this for a while now, and he's so young, bro. He's so young. Yeah and Winnipeg a- having what they've what they've gone through this whole year, that defense just totally different from last year. Connor, for what he's doing, I mean he's keeping this team in the race, he's helping this team out. I think he deserves to be there. Again, his name's fucking Kyle too. That's amazing. You know how beautiful that is? He has the he always he already has the nicest name. And he's at number ten.
1: You think Kyle's the nicest name? I mean, it's it's pretty common.
0: Okay, no, Kyle's not common anymore. It's a rare name. What about
1: like a Mustafa?
0: Mustafa, Mustafa's a sick name, yo. Mufasa is that the dude from Lion King, right? Yeah. Mufasa. Yeah. Man, probably one of the saddest moments. Can can we just talk about this? All right, yo, we can, we gonna talk about this right now because. <laughs> hey, there's a <some> bullshit. <laughs> is that not the, the saddest death in a movie still? In your opinion, Mufasa going down like that to his brother. No chance to say goodbye to his son. The saddest death in the And movie. his son saw it too, you know, hanging off a branch. Saw his dad fucking die. Yeah, it's probably got to be the saddest one. It is.
1: There's been some other sad
0: ones, though. It is, bro. You know what? Just move on to number nine. There's no point. There's no point. It's the saddest. It's <laughs> oh, the saddest, bro.
1: I was going to bring up... Uh, this is going to make me sound like a big nerd but i do kind of look like harry potter but i was dumbledore when he dies in harry potter but i read the books so i knew it was coming so you know a bit of less
0: of an effect dude there. i think it was more sad when that dobby dude died oh yeah dobby died it was pretty dude, sad because they just ended the end of the movie like that yeah that hurt bro because he did it <laughs> yo, whoever played dobby or no dobby's real what am i saying dobby's real yeah he's a person he's fucking he's from england he's real <laughs> okay so when dobby went down at, like the performance that he put put on was was marvelous
1: yeah, it was marvelous. He sold it.
0: I felt so bad for him.
1: Yeah. No, he's crazy. Dobby. Uh, I mean, you know who actually kind of reminds me of Dobby. Um, <laughs> is uh, number nine on our list. Brad, Brad Marchand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look at that segue. we talk about Trevor Banks. Okay. Dobby to Marchand. And Marchand's made the, it seems like he always makes the list.
1: Yeah, he actually missed last month. It just they didn't have a great month of February, but he came back this month. 17 Damn. points in 14 games. One difference between him and Connor is Connor's playing twenty two he played twenty two minutes a night in February. Brad Marchand played 18 minutes. 18 minutes a night. Like Boston's really spreading it around there. Yeah, man. Marchand doesn't have to be a, a minute muncher like Kyle Connor is. And he's still putting up just as many well, points. Well,
0: Boston just experienced. They know, you know, save those minutes. They
1: know, man. Playoff times on the horizon, the best team in the league. Um, Can't say the same for number eight. Not the not on the best team in the league, but it's a big time because this is the first time on the beauty power rankings that Quinn Motherfucking Hughes makes the list.
0: (laughs) Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Okay.
1: So you heard Quinn Hughes. You heard before Fiala and Backlund. They didn't quite make the list, even though they had fantastic months, because they haven't been consistently good throughout the whole season. Quinn Hughes has been consistently good. He's only gotten better every month. He's on pace to, sh- to, to pass a number of records in Canucks history. He's not quite on league history track, but if he gets another hot streak going, like he could get there.
0: He could get there. He could. He's that good. And, bro, he just, yo, he's piling up minutes in this city. Like, minutes. Yeah, he's he, the number one D man on the team by so, far.
1: Oh, easily. I know Edler's his role has been by far. I mean, he's I not I don't want to say a very diminished, but he's down to twenty minutes a night from that 24-25 four twenty five he's been playing for the past seems like twenty the past like 20, 30 years in Vancouver. You know, it's been a long time.
0: Albeit Sunday, where Hughes was Hughes Hughes was not playing the last ten minutes. Previous to that, bro, there, there were there were there were moments where I'd be watching the Canucks' game, I'd be like, "Yo, has this guy gone off the ice?" Yeah. especially late in the games. And Quinn Hughes is just turning into that guy. It's not even when this team needs offense, you know? It's just, you know, just play this guy because you want the be- better player on the ice. And when Quinn's on the ice and there's 10 other skaters or nine other skaters on the ice, there's a good chance that he's the best player on the ice. Like, real talk. That's how good he's fucking doing right now, man.
1: Yeah, he's been incredible. And I, I think Travis Green, shout out to him. He's done a good job of just letting... Straight letting, up, shout Letting the least loose with both... Elias Peterson and Quinn Hughes. You know he he recognized the talent early. He let them play their game and it's worked out for the Canucks. Quinn Hughes, fifteen points in thirteen games in the Rookie. month of February. Rookie played almost twenty three minutes a night. Rookie, twenty years old.
0: This guy's four. Twenty foot years six. old.
1: You know he's Qu- four foot six doing this. Cale McCarr had his time to crack this list back in November. He cracked at number nine. Quinn Hughes, number eight. I know what's made by a Canucks show. <laughs> Who fucking cares? It's our show. It's silky hey, and filthy. West other. Coast bias. West Coast bias. Let's go. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna say? Well, I'm gonna go to. An, I'm actually gonna go to the East Coast for okay, number seven. Fair Sorry, <laughs> I kind of killed the hype there. But uh, <laughs> first time, first time for this guy cracking the list too. Sebastian Aho. Ooh, sick name. One of the best players in the league in February. I know Love Carolina. That. They've they've been teetering a bit too, but not because Aho and. He's almost in the barcraft situation where some people might consider him one of the most underrated players in the league. Yeah. Something like that. That word that people hate, you know. But Sebastian Ajo, I hope he's getting the recognition because 11 goals in 13 games, 18 points in the month of February. He's doing what he can to carry this team right now. I think Carolina's going to make the playoffs. I know they're right too. on the cusp really right do. now. You call them a
0: contender. I do. I before. think they're a contender. What You, you want to face Carolina as an eighth seed? Do you want to face Carolina as an eighth seed? You no, know if- they're bringing back the storm surge, too, in the playoffs. You really want to play that team in the playoffs? Fuck that. Fuck that. I don't want to touch Carolina. Yeah. No way.
1: In the East right now, it's crazy that you know the top teams are really good. Philadelphia, Washington, Pittsburgh, Boston and Tampa. They're all they're all pretty high in points and, and goal differential. But Carolina, a plus twenty-four goal differential, way bigger than any of the teams in the wildcard spot right now. The next closest is Toronto and Rangers tied at twelve. No, Carolina, they're, they're a stacked hockey team, yeah, man. I like them. I and they're like fun them. to watch. Bring fun hockey into the playoffs, man. None of this Straight Islanders, up. Columbus bullshit. Some swagger. Apologies, Blue Jackets and Islanders <laughs> fans. <laughs> we guy, want to see fun hockey in the playoffs. My guy said Let's
0: Islanders go. and Blue Jackets bullshit. And then he said, my apologies. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, bro. There's no coming back from that. Because that's the Canadian no, way. But yo, if you had to pick for the betterment of the NHL, if you had to pick a team to get in the playoffs and it was between Columbus, the Islanders, and Carolina, Carolina stacked. I'm picking Carolina. That's no joke. Yo, Sebastian, Iho every time I watch him play, I hope that people in Vancouver don't take this the wrong way or just get pissed. And if you get pissed off, come at me. I Kyle Bowne, K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. I'll come at you too, okay? Because I think this is a fair comparison based on how good Sebastian is. I compare Pedersen to him. I really do. I really do. Different size, different stature, but how smart they are, how they compete, how they find holes, and it goes back to how they compete. Sebastian hope that guy's a fucking try-hard, and on most nights, the most skilled player in the arena.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. It's crazy star in Carolina. Uh, we got another big star at number six here, and it actually, it's his first time cracking the list, even though he's the reigning Art Ross champion, Nikita Kucherov.
2: Ooh,
1: Tampa's back. 20 points in 13 games for him in, in uh, February there. It, it's hard with Kucherov, too, because he's he's... He's such a star in this such league, a but star. we kind of talked about it last year. He's a bit of a quiet star as well.
0: Oh, 100%. I think, he might even
1: be quieter than Sebastian Ajo in a way.
0: How about this? He might be quieter than Leon Dreisaitl because here's the thing. A lot of people are talking about Leon and he's doing amazing things. Don't get me wrong, but Kucherov was doing not, not similar, but pretty close. Pretty damn close, which is so impressive to what Dreisaitl doing. I mean, this guy almost put up. Did he put up 130 points? He was right I mean, there. Kucherov hit 128. 128. All right. Don't forget that just happened. What? 11 months ago? Seriously, bro. Kucherov is unfucking believable. He's lethal. He's also another guy compared to Pedersen. I know, man. This is West Coast, baby. West Coast bias is what it is.
1: So It's always nice to hear you p- compare these amazing players to Elijah Pedersen. Never stop. He's Never stop Yo, on Pet- the network. Well, okay? Pedersen,
0: I mean, uh, sorry, Kucherov, there's like a little bit of an edge to him. There really is. And I see that in. Pedersen too it's just the way these guys compete you can tell even through silence that they want to be the best they want to be the best hey
1: that's why you want to be the best because you want to make the beauty power rank. you do right? you want to make it okay we made it through our top five so far four newcomers to the month three newcomers to the Ooh. season and we got another newcomer to the season here at number five we're going to talk about him later with Andrew Chelny. Mika Zabanajad. 20 Congratulations. points in 15 games. Two game-winning goals. I watched the game against the Islanders when he nabbed the game-winner there. And, and you'll hear, you'll hear, you'll hear, blah, 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 excuse me, guys. You'll hear me say it later.
0: Yo, great recovery. Great recovery, man. That was nice. That was smooth. Like, honestly, that was smooth. That was the smoothest, unsmoothed thing you could ever do. <laughs> That's what I'll say. That's what my boy Trevor Beggs, all right? Vote for Beggsy, man. Shit. Oh,
1: yeah. If you're listening to this on March 5th, uh, yeah, I'm up against Patrick Johnson. You know, he uh, he came from a trash website, and he writes for a site now that uh, charges you money to read their articles. So, I Damn. mean, obviously, you've got to be voting for me.
0: What? Pat? Like, the province charges to read the articles?
1: Yeah. They have, like, a paywall. You can read, like, 10 for free a month.
0: Wow. You know, you could read 50 fucking Trevor Banks articles for free. Straight up. <laughs> you going to vote for this guy? <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Well, right. no, no journalists on this list. Yeah, Mika Zibanejad, 20 points, 15 games. And, uh, yeah, Chelney's right, though. Zibanejad and Panarin have been forces, forces. for the New York Rangers. This
0: dude's played, what, 53 games, has 30-plus goals? Unbelievable. Mika Zibanejad... You'll hear from Chelney later too. We dropped this guy's name three times in the last five minutes. He deserves it, man. He's a
1: Rangers guy, and we're talking about Rangers players. So
0: straight up, New York City, baby. I
1: think I'm more optimistic on the Rangers than Chelney, but you'll hear him talk about it later. Because let me just get to it. We got another Ranger at number four. He was number one last month. Stays on the list, obviously. Oh, he's in that heart conversation. Artemi Panarin. He wasn't quite as impressive as Zabanajat actually, with 18 points in 15 games, but. He's also a defensive force of there too, and not to say as not, but he, he's just the driving force in the Rangers right now. He is. He's the best player and one of the best players in the league.
0: Artemi Panarin is, yeah, he's 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 teetering on that like top top five player list every single every single month. And what he's doing with New York right now in the city of New York, MSG, a lot of things happening there all the time. You got three goalies there. You got Lundqvist in the press box. Yet people are maybe not making that big of a deal of it because Panarin's there and things are kind of going smoothly and New York, a great market. I'm happy for them. I, re- I really am. I really am. We're not talking about the devils or the Islanders or the savers. We're-, we're talking about in the NHL today, a top five player is really on the Rangers and he chose and he's a to be there and he chose to be there and he's embracing it. And yeah, I, I got to applaud that. That guy has personality. He's fucking sick, bro. He's sick, man. He's He's unbelievable. He just sees things, you know? It's it's amazing how Chicago gave up on, gave up on him. We'll never not bring that up. Every, we'll never every not bring that up. Every month we do this list. You know, you went back <laughs> to back. Like, how... I know that New York didn't get him via via a trade. They got him through free agency. But how crazy is that how they have Zbigniewicz, who they got for Derek Broussard, and they got Panarin off of free agency. It's like, whoa, like, those weren't lined up for you. You know what I'm saying? It just... You got so lucky. So fucking lucky. And you got your two best players are those two guys. It's Derek Broussard and some money.
1: Right, right. Crazy. I know. It's uh, got to be one of the worst trades out there. A couple of bad trades that, uh, you know, helped those players get to where they got to. Um, No bad trades here for the player at number three, but uh, a lot of teams passed on him in that 2014 draft. Yeah. Including the Vancouver Canucks. David Paschnak. He actually wasn't, he was in the top five every time we did this, but again, January is a rough month for the Bruins, so I actually took Paschnak and Marchand off. But uh, he he couldn't stay off again, man. Holy crap! He had ten goals, nineteen points in fourteen games. He also had four <laughs> game-winning goals this month.
0: Yo, so he's so, not
1: only is he good, but he's clutch.
0: So, such an ambassador to the NHL team, man. Like great
1: nickname too. He's got that personality starting oh, to show. 100 percent,
0: man. It's it's awesome, man. It, I know he's a Bruin, but I don't. Yo, come on, man. He didn't even play in 2011. You know what I'm saying? You can't even hate this dude. He's actually such. He, he's such a, a bright light in the NHL. And for him to be this good, too, and always be this good, he's been this way for a long time now. Now he's obviously taking the next step. It, it's remarkable, man. And another great market to have a superstar in. How about this, too? You know, a lot of people, they, they always say that, oh, this team passed on him, this team passed on him. That always happens, blah, blah, blah. But the Canucks passed on him twice. Yeah, they really did. <laughs> How many teams had that chance? I don't have the stats in front of me, but but real talk. They passed on him twice, and... I mean, fool me once, shame on you, but twice? That's an L, bro. That's an L. Twice. Twice. Man. David Pasternak, man, unbelievable player.
2: Man, and Austin
0: ba- Matthews, a lot of personality going after that goal-scoring title with Ovechkin. Yo, this is... NHL got to do something about this, about this race. If it goes down into the last week of the season, and we're talking about th- three of the faces going after the goal-scoring championship, and it's Ovechkin, Matthews, and Pasternak... Three big personalities, the NHL has to do something. Like they have to make a dope commercial or something. You know what I'm saying? Because that's yeah. a race, bro. That's a race. Yeah, that, that would
1: be insane. Actually, insane.
0: No quiet, like no quiet, motherfuckers. We we talking about Matthews, Pasternak, and Ovechkin.
1: It's too bad uh, Linea couldn't get up there. That would be hundred percent. He'd be fun but, up there too. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Those three would be crazy. 100%, Just do something. 100%. What, what, what should they do?
0: Just make a dope commercial or something, you know? Make make all it, the spice it up. they've done or something? Not chirps. Just, like, make a dope fucking commercial. Put that shit on Twitter. G- give me some chills. Like, make me watch this for the next week. You know what I'm saying? Right, because right. we got Matthews, Pasternak, and Ovechkin going after the goal-scoring title. Yeah. The, those you're guys right. are personalities. This league doesn't have a lot of them. And, you know, these guys are no Terrell Owens. I'm not saying that. But they have the most in the league. They're in that tier. Yeah, hey, yeah, that's a race. You're that's right, a race. Man
1: another guy who could be in that conversation is still about to come up on this list. But you know, two and one on the list, obviously, I think people know who they are. Yeah. They're on the same team. Damn. They've been bro. up there all, all Damn, season bro. long. We
0: just gassed these but guys up. It but doesn't matter.
1: But they're not quite the same. You're right. They're not quite the same boisterous personality that the other yeah, three are. Not the same. Matthews and Pashanak are, but they're definitely a little bit more, well, a bit, a little bit more cocky. Well,
0: I think if if McDavid was he's he's doing his thing, bro. McDavid is scoring a lot too, but if he was scoring even more and missed less time. Yeah, he he may, he may be up there in that goal scoring competition. I think I'm putting a lot of emphasis on the importance of us following that race because nobody's catching Drysaddle. You know that race is done. It's done. It's over. Now, obviously, two and one. I don't know what order this. Uh, I I think you got Drysaddle number one, right?
1: I got Drysaddle number one and McDavid number two. Number two you know, yeah. These two
0: are lethal. What you have to watch that that fourth goal that Drysaddle score. Drysaddle scored against Nashville. I know it was a set play off the power play, but the way they set that play up, where he kind of like. Backed off his defense, defender received the puck on the backhand, turned around. It's it was so simple, but I'm I feel like I've never seen that play. This is a yeah. weird play,
1: but it, he's it, a smart hockey player. Like both I, these guys, he's he's had a a, a part in fifty one percent of the Oilers' goals this season.
0: Fifty one percent, by
1: far the biggest total in the NHL. Connor McDavid is second at like forty four percent or something like that. Yo,
0: unbelievable. Fifty one percent for Drysettle unbelievable okay so if Mc, if mcdavid was in the goal scoring race it would be even better i think he matches that personality level yo this guy's got the swagger he's got the, the charisma more of a quiet swagger i think fair enough dry subtle we're talking about ultimate silence yeah, yeah ultimate silence and it is what it is i mean that's he can just do his thing and he's so good at doing his thing and on top of him doing his thing his thing is being done beside Connor mcdavid <laughs> like <laughs> imagine being that good and, and Having the ability to be that relaxed because you're playing with the best player since Gretzky—that's crazy.
1: Not a big deal for Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. I've talked about it on the quickie. They scare the shit out of me as a playoff <laughs> opponent. Like I honestly, anything, yeah. oh. anything can happen. But unless the Canucks face—I don't know, man. I don't. You want to play those right two now.
0: guys? Fuck that. Look bro. At who the
1: Canucks are probably playing right now in the playoffs, though. Listen, we're done the rankings. Yeah, right? I'm going to talk about this. It'd be Vegas. Maybe in the central if they fall into a wild card, St. Louis or Colorado, either of those guys could win the central, and you yeah. have and you have Edmonton. I don't Yo, think the Canucks are playing dude, any other Traberman, team Trevor, man,
0: like listen to me, bro. If they make the playoffs, like don't worry, it's all good. Who cares? Everything is over. You know, you got you got your you got what you asked for and more. If anything happens, it's a bonus. But they're not. Come on, bro.
1: Oh, I, I know. I think the only the only reason I'm saying this is because maybe a month ago when they were leading the Pacific, you thought it maybe easier. maybe they might face Arizona yeah, or Calgary or Winnipeg or an Edmonton team. But, that bro, didn't look to, as bro, we're talking as about as the
0: Vancouver Canucks, and everyone knew the Pacific was weak and highly unpredictable. We're talking about the Canucks versus McDavid or Drysaddle or Vegas. I mean, Vegas is they're stacked.
1: Yeah, yeah, Vegas would scare the shit. How about this? Is they scare me more? Okay, more than I think Edmonton, I know the obviously. answer,
0: and I think I know I already know what you're going to say, but. But how weak is the Pacific when one of its top teams is Vegas? You can argue that Vegas is top three in the West. Like when they're on, they're on. Bro. Oh, I, I would on.
1: argue. I, I would argue they might be the the, the best team, to team beat in, the, in West. the West and yeah. the
0: second best team in the Pacific has the two best players in the NHL. So how weak is the Pacific actually?
1: No, it's it's a great point. I'd,
0: uh, it's still I, relatively it's, weak. It's Don't still, get me wrong. <laughs> it's still the weakest division in the league. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah, oh, but bro, those two, come on, man. I, I think. What you said about McDavid and Drysaddle actually being scary for the Canucks. Yo, they're scary for every team. Because we're talking about Connor McDavid's, you know, he's like the Mahomes. You know, he, if you have this guy on your team, he's got a chance. He's got a chance. Because he's that damn good. And then his best friend, second best player on his team, it, it's not, you know, it's not Chris Kunitz. It's not, it's not even Evgeny Malkin. Like, it's Leon Drysaddle. Like, Leon Dreisaitl is crazy, bro. He's crazy. You know, that's a good comparison. I think, I think McDavid is way better. Way better than Crosby. Honestly, I've I've been on record saying that many times. Yeah, you have. I think that Malkin and... No, no, Malkin's better than Drysaddle. What am I saying, man? Malkin Prime is crazy, too. Yo, who's better, bro? Like, who's got the better one-two punch? In their prime, would it be Crosby and Malkin or Drysaddle and McDavid? Man. (laughs) Right? Shit, dude. That is crazy,
1: bro. It's hard not to go with Crosby and Malkin because... I, I I like their overall game better, but in terms of offensive talent, I would take McDavid and Drayson.
0: Oh man, just get us, get at us, okay? Trev Beggs on Twitter. Kyle Bowen on Twitter. If you don't know how to spell it, learn how to spell it. <laughs>
1: That's how you yeah, spell, go. ladies and gentlemen. message, us, message us, your host of Silky and Filthy. There you go.
0: Go get the Silky and Filthy Twitter account as well. All right. Come on, yo, pay our bills. It's happening. I, I'm not even worried, yo. This shit. We're having a blast right now, bro. And now we got Chelney coming up next. Are you are you kidding me? We got the man, the man in New York City, the man who's about to release his 90th episode next week of Chell Squared with a very special guest. The man who is planning, well maybe not planning, I'm probably paraphrasing, to get Wayne Gretzky on episode 99. <laughs> This is the guy we have next. Oh, man, it's a good conversation. Can't wait for this one, man. Andrew
1: Chelney's coming up. He, you heard it first. He's our Rangers insider, Squared Podcast from New York City. And we're going to end this episode after the interview with 10 weird fucking facts about New York City. Kyle, these ones, they're going to blow you mad, man.
0: Yes, they will. You're listening to Silky and Filthy.
1: All right. Joining us on the podcast today, he's the host of the very awesome chill squared podcast just doing episode 90 he's got the merch out right now he's killing it the merch. he's returning guest andrew chelny chelny tell us how tell the listeners how great the start to your decade has been
2: (laughs) what's going on guys uh it's been going pretty well Uh, i got 89 coming out tomorrow and i got a very 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 special episode 90 coming out next friday uh big guns only on the on the program is the only thing i'll say for right now but it is gonna be uh a huge episode and i cannot wait to share more information about that but as of right now the only thing i could say is big guns on the program only
0: holy shit dude i'm excited for this one yo i don't even know who you got this is crazy this is exciting yo
2: it is, I, I just got done doing it because uh, this person uh, it will be unavailable in the next couple of weeks. Ooh, so I got okay. to deal with him today. Okay. Okay. And uh, it was it was very exciting and I cannot wait to share.
1: That's going to be awesome. You know, Kyle's got to go to the gym like four hours a day to start
2: flexing, but you're, you, you don't even need the gym. You're just flexing the big guns already, man. Look right. at you go. <laughs> Holy shit. I do man. go to the gym. I was supposed to go today. But I couldn't because I was doing the Number doing 90. the show. But I'm going tomorrow. Okay, uh, it's okay. okay, man. You're already flexing the big guns. You don't. You don't even. Need, you don't <laughs>
1: even need the gym anymore.
2: You're good. Straight up, you exactly. Just, you just need Chell squared, man. That's all you need. Facts. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing. I, I wore the sh- my my merch shirt today. Cho squared shop Okay. Big Cartel gotta, mafia shit. Just gonna right toss that go. link in
0: there. Okay, uh, yeah. Toss but, it in there, bro.
2: But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's been going it's been going well. How about you guys? Oh, it's been going fantastic. I mean, I I, you, I haven't been grinding
1: like you. I started my year in Australia slacking off. Uh, but then now coming back to the studio, we got four shows on our network here, and it's going fantastic, man. I can't. It's, it's, life's good, man. Canucks are about to make the playoffs. I hope. Maybe. York, you New York Rangers look like they're right on the cusp as well, Andrew. I wanted to ask you one thing. Well, two things about the Rangers here. A, did you think that the Rangers would make the
2: playoffs at the beginning of the season? And B, do you think they'll make the playoffs now? I mean, I feel like if anybody, if any, if any real Rangers fan in October, September, or whenever you asked the question, would have legitimately said that the Rangers had a, a a shot to be close, I don't, I don't know how seriously you would take them. I mean, you take a look at this team right now, and you thought, all right, I mean, they'll, they won't be the worst team in the league. Detroit has that one by a country mile. But uh, they weren't a playoff team, and now all of a sudden, they're right in the thick of things. Uh, they've lost the past three since Kreider went down, so that really puts a damper on things. But seemingly so is everybody else, so everybody else is kind of losing. Carolina's losing. Columbus is losing. So the Rangers are losing, but they're, they're still right there with the rest of them. So it'll be very interesting to, to watch the, uh, the end of, of this very tight race.
1: Yeah, it is a tight race in the standings. I'm not gonna lie, Andrew. I know I know I was maybe more optimistic on the Rangers than you heading into the season. I thought they could challenge for that final wildcard spot. I actually did some predictions. Early in the season, to start the season, I had them in the second wild card spot. I had New York, Columbus, and Philadelphia out of the playoffs. That was probably just because you talked me into how bad Elaine Vigneault was. But you know, this team—they were—they've been looking good. I think their their defense was lacking for a while. I know you didn't like their second line center situation. But what's been the key to their success over the past couple months here?
2: For the Rangers, it's literally just two people. Well, there's there's more in the equation, but uh, but it's been Panarin and it's been Zabinajad. Panarin is should win the heart, and I'm not saying that as oh, a Rangers fan. This is this shit. man is pretty much the reason the Rangers are even in this in a discussion of the playoffs. I mean, this is somebody who is breaking career records. He's, he's bragging up the points every game. He's noticeable every game. He's doing great things defensively, offensively on the power play on the penalty kill. You name it. He's out there. He's doing his thing and he's one of the best in the league at doing it. And for Zabinijad, I think he's got a goal in six straight games. Now he's broken the 30 goal. Uh, the 30-goal line there, second time in his career. He's done that. He broke 30 goals. He had 30 goals for the whole season last year. Now he's at 32, I think, and it's March 4th. So there's still plenty of time for him to continue to raise that number up. But, I mean, it's it's pretty much been those two. You got Kreider, who was not very good for the first 25 or so games of the season, who was phenomenal until he fractured his foot. And then you got Chesterkin who came in and pretty much has been destroying the league up until the accident that happened right at the trade deadline. But he should be back in a couple of weeks, maybe, hopefully but that's that's pretty much what they're saying right now
1: well so you answered the first question you didn't think they'd be in the playoffs the beginning of the season but what about now do you think they can still make the playoffs this season
2: I mean yeah, it's it's anything is possible especially with Carolina. Carolina has a very very very, very probably the the toughest schedule of anybody in the league uh, at this point and to the rest of the season. So they're right there. Columbus has been the Columbus's entire team is out. They're their whole they all of them are injured and they're in a playoff spot. So if they continue to lose, and if Carolina can't hold on, as, and they they got their own injury problems as well, I mean, all it takes is a couple of wins, and you're you're in a playoff spot. The Islanders keep losing. Pittsburgh just won after losing six in a row. I mean, the spot is there for the taking. It's, it really is a matter of fun of hunkering down and 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 winning some big games but they got a a really tough schedule and they just lost to philadelphia twice they lost to st louis uh which was a great game for them but they just couldn't uh beat Bennington. but they they played very well i mean they got washington they the the schedule doesn't get easier for them uh so uh, the the playoffs are within reach they but they have to beat some tough teams in order to get there
1: yeah, and they're playing a couple of Pacific Division opponents along the way. Let's hope the Rangers can do some favors there, playing the Flames and Coyotes uh, about a week and a half ago from now, or a week, week and a half into the future. Sorry, why am I going backwards? What's going on here? Andrew, I wanted to ask you this. So you said you think anything's possible. Let's hear a prediction. Do you think the Rangers will make the playoffs? Like, what which, which teams do you think are going to be in there?
0: Didn't you just ask him that, man? But he, said, he
2: said he thinks they could make the playoffs, but yeah, I want to hear a
1: prediction. Like, who do you think the wildcard teams are going to be
2: in the okay. East? I mean it's really tough right now to say because of the fluctuation. I mean you got the Islanders who can't seem to win a game. You got Columbus. Ooh. See one day they're winning, one day they can't seem to get they can't seem to gather a win. And then you got Carolina who's also fumbling and there's just a lot of fumbling right now and nobody really Ooh. wants to figure out who wants the final wild card spot or the final two. So it there's there's just question there's so many questions right now that we'll have answers to more or less in a couple of weeks. But for right now it's with what 16, 17 games left to play and you got the unders at 78, you got Columbus at 78, Carolina 75, Rangers at 74, even include florida at 73 even i mean if you really want to go deep you you got montreal at 71 but they've played 68 games so the the race is getting tighter by the day everybody keeps losing and it's it's a real it's a real race to the finish line same thing in the western conference so the race to the final couple of playoff spots is is going to be a real dandy to watch yeah, not
1: to mention, even Toronto's got 78 points right now. I wouldn't call them a lock right now. I know they've opened up that, that five-point lead on Florida, but, uh, you, you know, they could still slip back in that mix. You never know. We like to hit on the Leafs here, and I'm, I'm going to do it here. I think that Toronto might slip a little yo, bit.
0: everyone is just taking shots, man. Did you hear Chelny there? He was taking shot after shot after shot. I fucking love it, man. Chelney just bringing the heat on Silky and Filthy. Yo, let's talk about Panarin, yo, the bread man. Uh, do you think he's going to, you know, replace Lundquist as Mr. New York? Do you think he has that personality? Because... Cause I kind of do do think so, man. He he embodies New York, and I think part of the reason why he's doing so well this year is because he's he's so happy. You know, he's he's the fucking man in New York City. You know what I'm saying? At MSG. So, do you think he can replace Lundqvist and be Mister New York?
2: I mean, I don't know if "replace" is the right word, considering Lundqvist was a, I mean, is a Rangers draft pick, and he was he's the he's only played for the Rangers. Is he's been here his entire career, and he's carried this team to playoff spots where they didn't deserve to be in. And he was the reason why they were there. Uh, and he was fan- fantastic in 2014 when they got to the cup final uh, and then 2015 as well. And I mean, Lundqvist is the is the man in New York. And I don't know if replace is the right word to describe, but I do think that when Lundqvist either retires or, I mean, he's not going to get moved. He's, he hasn't move clause. He's not getting moved uh but for Panarin I mean he's I guess a a new face and he's the new face of New York you could say maybe because he's he's got such a bright personality everybody that that watches rangers or even has a uh, or even slightly knows about the rangers knows about Panarin and he's he's got such a great personality that I mean yeah you could say he's uh, maybe the new face of the rangers but in terms of uh, the man of New York, I think it'll always be Henrik Lundqvist until further notice.
0: Straight up, he's better looking too. You know the guy's a fucking stud. So
2: <laughs> yeah, not many people in the league are better looking than Henrik Lundqvist.
0: Straight up, yo. That guy, Sexy
1: guy, plays music. You know, what's not to love?
0: Dude, the hair, man. That guy actually makes me want to grow up my hair, possibly. That shit <laughs> looks slick as fuck,
2: man. We gotta see it.
0: We gotta see that happen. Well, I, well, I did have, yeah, had braids before, but you know, I just got older and realized I was lazier. No, you should bring back the braids.
1: You're 26 now. I think you should grow the braids until you're 30.
0: No, no. The next time I grow up my hair, I'm definitely doing the Lundqvist slick back. I'm fucking 30 rocking suits, you know? Shit. Well, you know, what
1: Lundqvist was an icon, but uh, I wanted to ask you this, Andrew, because Kyle and I kind of disagreed on this when we were chatting about it before, but what are your thoughts on how the Rangers have handled Henrik Lundqvist in terms of, you know, kind of making him the third goalie in a way? He's... Is he the is it is it fair to say he's the third best goal in the hockey team? And have they handled
0: him properly? Absolute disrespect, yo. Disrespect. I mean,
2: I'm not in the locker room, so at the end of the day, I don't really know what the ins and outs of the situation are. Uh, I very much assume that Lundqvist is in control of the situation, at least. Not maybe not total control, but he has a fair. He has a, a pretty loud voice in terms of the decisions that are, decisions that are made with him in net. Uh, and I thought Georgiev was going to get moved at the deadline. That didn't happen, but there's always the draft, and I think Georgiev will probably get moved there. Uh, I mean, Shashirkin has been red hot, white hot. He's been incredible for this team. Uh, he's out right now, but uh, for, so I guess it was a good thing that Georgiev didn't get moved. But for Lundqvist, I mean, it's been people i don't understand the people that are that are saying he's washed he's this and that i mean yeah he's not 27 anymore uh and he played against uh philadelphia on sunday and he had five goals but if you watch the game i I mean can you can blame him for maybe one of those maybe two but not all five and it's fun the double standard between a lot of rangers fans now with uh what have you done for me lately mentality is, is they blame lunquist for the five but when yorgiev gave up five on friday to the same team nobody said anything so it's very interesting to see the kind of the double standard between the two goaltenders. I mean Lunquist is a legend and there's no other way to put it and Him not getting a lot of starts, I mean, there's nothing that I can do about it personally. Uh, And I'm sure David Quinn and and Hank have daily conversations about it. And I'm sure if Lundquist wanted desperately to start more than he probably would have by this point, but I'm sure he realizes more than we do that, I mean, it's... there's younger goalies that need more ice time than he does at this point. Uh, and it's not like they're playing badly. The, these young goalies are playing incredible hockey. So it's not as if he has to step in uh, into a situation where he's the only one there. He's got a lot of help and he doesn't necessarily need to be in net every game in order for him to still be a part of the team.
1: Yeah, I think you put it well there. And in my opinion, you know, he's the third best goalie on this team. And that's that's just facts right now. I mean, Georgiev has been good. And Shestherkin, honestly, I think if he's healthy, he can, he can really help the Rangers make a strong playoff push. Like When I've watched that guy over his 10 games there, he's absolutely fucking amazing, you know. I think he's a great goalie. And it's not like the Rangers are playing a staunch defense in front of him. But uh, he could be a star in the making for the Rangers. Uh, I wanted to ask you, too, about the other two stars you brought up, Andrew. Uh, who would you rather have on your team? The combination of Panarin and
2: Zibanejad or Pedersen and Hughes? Well, that's a a tough question because Hughes is a defenseman, and the Rangers need a lot of those. Yeah, it is tough. Uh, So I'm not sure this is a fair question because the positions are different. Uh, And also, Pedersen and Hughes are younger. Panarin and Zibanejad are in their primes right now. They're in their mid-20s. Uh, but Pedersen and Hughes are not at their prime yet. So they're, they're what my age younger. So I'm going to be 23 in a couple of weeks. So they're younger right, than I am, right. which Mark's is birthday. weird to say. I'm getting my ARP card in the mail very soon. Thank there you for you asking.
0: Okay. Uh, tell me ladies, but, uh,
2: ladies, but, yeah. uh, but so I don't know if this is a fair question in terms of age and also the position, let's talk about usually defensemen. Let's talk I about mean, next that's, season. That's then. not a secret. I'm not breaking any news here. Rangers, he defenseman real bad, uh, especially somebody of a, of a Quinn Hughes caliber type. Uh, but it's a tough question to ask because I mean, they bring different things to the table. I mean, Panarin is, is a phenomenal defender on top of being a phenomenal uh, offensive guy as well. I don't know if Peterson's game is or can achieve that status only because Panarin oh, is literally one of the best in the league and the world to do what he does. So, uh, it's it's a loaded question and it's a it's a good question to ask, but it's also kind of unfair.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Can you can you just tell us though how good Mika Zibanejad actually is? I mean, I know we see the points, we see the highlights, but you know you watch him sixty minutes a night pretty much. Is he really really this good?
2: Yeah. I mean, he, he does every he does so many little things right that don't show up on the score sheet. I mean, the guy missed a, a, a good chunk of games, and he still has 33 goals. He's got 66 points in 53 games this season. Ooh. I mean... He's been incredible, yeah. and he, he does a lot of things. Like I, meant, like I just said, he does so many things right that don't necessarily show up on the score sheet. He does a lot of great little defensive plays here and there that break up the opposition's attack, or he makes that little pass that creates an opening for, for a good scoring opportunity. I mean, he does so many things right that don't necessarily end up in an assist for him or a goal for him. But he really completes that first line, and he's a first-line center. I mean, he's he's been terrific for this team. And, uh, I mean, he's going to be 27 in a, uh, next month, I think, or, or uh, sometime soon. So, I mean, he's hitting his prime, and he's going to be a Ranger for a long time. So does New York miss Derek Broussard or what? <laughs> I can't believe the Rangers <laughs> right? got Zabinajad those- and also a second-round pick for Damn. Mika Zabinajad.
0: That adoring. Lord for that. Derek
2: Broussard. Yeah, a career-high 33 goals for
1: Mika Zibanejad this season. He's He's been fantastic. We're actually doing something we like to call the beauty power rankings on this episode. Kind of looking back at the best players of the month of February, but looking at the season as well. And uh, I'm telling you right now, Zibanejad Panarin on that list one guy who he's not quite cracking the list but he's been pretty damn good is jt miller for the vancouver canucks of course andrew jt miller used to be a new york ranger what were your thoughts on him when he was in new york and and what do you think of his progression as a player did you ever see this kind of potential in him back when he was a ranger
2: yeah i mean he was a a pretty solid player when uh, when he was a ranger first round draft pick by the rangers uh, a few years ago and uh he was very good for us for for the Rangers. I don't want to say us cuz I'm, I'm not part of the team. Yeah, you are, come uh, on, man. Just uh, a little bit for the Rangers. Uh on. he was okay to, in Tampa Bay, but I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they're so deep that he didn't necessarily get the ice time nor the opportunity to really kind of show off his offensive capability. and Now he has the opportunity to do it in Vancouver being uh, a part of that first line and you, when you got a when you got a centerman like Elias Pettersson feeding you passes well then it's uh it's a lot easier to rack up the points uh than it would be for for a lot of other players in this league. So, I mean for for JT, I I don't know necessarily if I saw 68 points in 65 games from JT Miller but I definitely saw uh, a lot of talent, and luckily for JT, I mean, it was a great fit. I didn't know how good of a trade it, w- it would be for a at the time because they gave up a first-round <laughs> pick to get him. A ransom. The, the problem with that trade wasn't the first-round pick. It was that uh, it would have been either a 2020 or a 2021 unprotected first-round pick that was the issue uh seemingly if the if the canucks make the playoffs then i would assume that they'll give up their 2020 pick to make to complete this trade i mean i don't know i'm not jim benning but Uh, that's what i I would assume to be the case because they'll be in the playoffs so they'll their, their pick won't be as high uh and you never know what can happen uh next season but for for Vancouver, at least for now, it's looking like a looking like a slam dunk.
0: Yeah, New, I think um, I think New Jersey has that pick now. If I'm if I'm not yep. mistaken, yeah, no, you're right. They about have that, it now. Yeah. And,
2: Blake just, in the uh, in the Blake Coleman trade.
0: Yeah, it, and not to not to go against what you said about JT Miller, but one thing that I've been so surprised about is how much he actually actually drives to play. I mean, on most nights, especially down the stretcher, he's been better than Elias Pettersson, and yeah. he's way better with the puck than we could have ever imagined and looking back at that trade now originally i was pissed off i remember walking my dog right after that trade was made because that's what i do when i get pissed off you know i need to calm down and be a little stoic but but after seeing him play throughout the whole season he's been so good with the puck doing things offensively but another thing that i've noticed about him is he's just a he's like a great leader you know what i'm saying a a terrific leader and and did you see any of that in jt when he was a ranger i know you had him when he, he was a bit younger but i'm just surprised about how how he pretty much captures the room
2: I mean yeah it's it's a little tough to gauge because I'm again I'm not in that locker room so I'm not exactly sure how vocal of a leader he was and again the Rangers had him in the first couple of in the first few seasons of his of his NHL career uh so now that he's 26 and uh, he's, uh, according to his hockey reference page is going to be, uh, 20, uh, 27 in 10 days here. So happy early birthday to JT Miller. Happy uh, birthday. so it, I mean, it's seemingly like he's growing into that leadership type role. Uh, I, again, I, I don't know if I can answer this properly because I'm not in the locker room. Uh, and I wasn't especially wasn't back then because I was still in school and uh, and not going and not twenty-three and, and need of an ARP card. So I mean Ladies. it's it's tough it's tough to answer, but I'm glad he's he's flourishing in Vancouver. Yeah, he's been pretty fantastic and I, I want to ask you one more thing here on Silky
1: and Fillet, the Andrew about people that you know people in vancouver that we find fantastic and one of them is elaine vigno you know got a great reputation here not the best reputation in new york if i remember your opinion correctly he's obviously killing it in philadelphia this season after elaine vigno got fired from the rangers do you think did you think he'd ever find success in the L- nhl again
2: i mean yeah he's a he's a good regular season coach and he'll get you oh, uh bombs dropped bo- He'll get you a, a playoff when a playoff series winner or two uh, if the team is good but he the, the the thing with Vigneault that I have an issue with is that he's not the kind of coach that will make a bad team good. The team has to be good for him to do well uh, and we we saw that with the Rangers when that when the the during the cup run I mean that team was great. Maybe don't put Dan Girardi out there in the cup final when you need uh, a good defensive play, but yeah, he did and then then we'll look what happened. And then he was also the reason why the Rangers lost the series to Ottawa a couple of years ago because of his horrendous deployment. And his continuation. And it, he he when he, when someone's in his doghouse, you might as well trade that player because they're never getting out. And and Philadelphia, if they haven't realized it by now, then they will realize it very soon. Uh, if he doesn't like somebody, you might as well just trade him because th- that person that player will never get get out of there fully anyway. Uh, and we saw that with Butchnevich, uh, and in New York and there's a couple of, I mean, there's, you can, you can list off a few players there. And I mean, yeah, if the team is good, like the flyers are then, yeah, he'll do well, but he's not the kind, he's not the kind of coach that will take either a Cinderella team or a, a bad team. That's overachieving to places where they haven't gone before or to a place where People didn't expect them to be. He's not the kind of coach that will that will do that. So it, I mean, yeah, he's doing well, and I'm and I'm happy for him. And, and there's not, and I, I don't think against him as a person. That's nothing that I'm saying is a, is against anybody personally. But as a head coach in the National Hockey League, I'm just not a big fan of the way he, he coaches hockey teams.
0: me, I fucking love him, man. Chelsea's the mad dude. 90 episodes next week. This guy brings the heat, but he brings it subtly, you know? It's like, damn, this guy's, this guy's actually talking some real shit, man. Good shit, Yeah. We fucking love you here on Silky and Filthy, man. <laughs> I'll come on whenever you guys want me. 100%. But yo, this is actually a better question. I mean, when me and Trevor go to New York, are we, are we allowed to crash at your place or what, man? Because that's why we do with this, man. We got a, we got a friend <laughs> in New York City, man. Shit.
2: Uh... How about this? How about you let me know when you're here? Okay. Uh, okay. And I mean, have you ever been to New York before? No, man, but I'm definitely coming,
0: bro. I just want some of those bagels. and
1: Yeah, yeah. I've I, I never been either. We're, we're going to end this episode actually with uh, 10 weird facts about New York City. No, Yo, that's so. what I
0: actually wanted to do. Well, it was either that or end. top 10 bagel locations in New York.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll do that one next time. Okay, this, cool. this time it's top ten weird facts okay, about New York cool, City. Cool. So we'll, we'll end the episode with that. Or chelny chelny man. We'll
0: we'll we'll come buggy when we're in New
1: York. Um I know Kyle wants to sleep on your couch, but you know if you don't want us there, I'll, I'll sleep outside the door. It's all good man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll,
2: I'll bring a sleeping bag. Okay. Hey yeah that's ten, cool. uh, 10 places to get bagels, man. <laughs> oh man, that's tough because I don't I don't need bread. So that's oh. a tough I mean I, as much as I love bread, I don't need it. So yeah, okay, that's, so a, that's it, a tough one.
0: In Vancouver, people shotgun Shotgun beers when Jake's, Jake Furtanen scores? It'd be funny if people just ate, like, bread when
2: <laughs> Panarin did something. I mean, it's going to happen. Sooner than later, it's going to happen. Somebody's going to start it, and then everybody's going to do it. Facts, facts, so, facts. Uh, maybe, maybe, like, eat as many croutons as you can in,
1: like, 30 ooh. seconds or something You're
0: like right that. Right after a goal. Artemi ooh. Panarin, Mr. Ooh. New York. Man, thanks, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate your time, and... Best of luck with Chell Squared. Great podcast, great voice. Ninety episodes next week. Big guns. That's all this guy is saying. Big guns.
2: Expect big guns, man. Week. I got I got eighty nine this coming Friday, Whoop. and I got I I don't know who I have on. For, it's funny because I don't have who I don't know yet for sure who I have on for eighty nine. But I just got done with ninety. And man, I uh, like I like I'm saying man, big guns Whoop. on the program. Whoop. Anyway, okay. Uh, I'll have more on that uh, this Friday on the on the pod and also on my social media, so I'm very very excited to share more uh in the coming days.
1: Yeah, that's Andrew Chelney of the Chell Squared podcast here on Silky and Filthy Andrew once again. Thanks for joining us and come back anytime. Anytime. All right, you're on silky and filthy. Shout out to Andrew Chelney to coming on the show from the Chell Squared podcast. We kind of ended on, on with this on the episode uh, of us going to New York
0: City, but you're right; neither of us have actually been to New York City, man. How is that even possible, man? That city, yo, somewhat made for Kyle Bowen, in my opinion, bro. Yeah, I think you'd kill it there. I, yeah, I, I think 100%. you'd love
1: it more than I would, actually. But not to say I, I, I wouldn't love do it. Something
0: but. in New York one day, and maybe I'll live there for like a year. Because let's be real, I'm not. I'm not you may think I'm small-minded, but I don't want to live anywhere else. But British Columbia. Let's let's be real. <laughs> like no, that's empty a promises, man. Empty, empty promises pro- to like, the listeners. No, no, not not empty promises. It's just like yo, like I'll, I'll go partially live in other places. Like I could see myself living in Wisconsin. No, oh, okay, that's fair. For but, you know but, six yeah. months, I could see myself living in Columbia for a month. I could see myself living in New York or LA for a year. But home, home will always be the West Coast. British Columbia, baby.
1: We wouldn't have it any other way on the show with the West Coast bias. Straight up. But we're actually going to end with some weird facts about the East Coast because, Whoop. you know, neither of us have been in New York City. So I thought I'd try to, try to pull up some things that uh, might entice us to go there, man.
0: We're okay. not. We'll see how okay. it goes. I love this part, man. It's the bullshit part. Yes, the bullshit part. Where's that bullshit button, oh, man? Puck talking bullshit.
2: <laughs> hey, there's some bullshit. <laughs>
0: Okay, let's do it. Top 10 weird things about New York City.
1: All right, here it is on Silky and Filthy. Number 10, Times Square is named after the New York Times. Did you know that? No. So to, what, they own it? It used to be called Long Acre Square until the Times moved there.
0: Okay, smart move.
1: Yeah. I know Times Square just, yeah, just has more of a ring to it. Isn't yeah, that crazy? Yeah, nice. Times Square. 1904, the name was changed.
0: Hey, where you at? Were I'm dominating. at Times Square.
1: When papers dominated, man.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a nice name.
1: Unbelievable. By the way, this list, I didn't come up with it all on my own. It's from Tripster.com. There was 45 weird facts. I chose the 10 coolest ones in my cool mind. One, cool one. Um, number nine, honking your horn in New York City is actually
0: illegal. Doesn't that seem weird? Isn't everyone honking their horns in like what? every movie, what do TV show so you illegal? It's actually illegal? It's actually illegal to honk your horn in New York City. It's probably because they're so congested and there's so many cars mm-hmm. and there's so much honking going on that like the mayor was like, yo, fuck this. Fuck this. We're getting rid of this honking shit. So, but yo, what do you mean it's illegal? Is, isn't there like a safety thing associated with the, the honk? Well, You're about to hit someone, you got to fucking honk it, then you get the ticket, fuck that. It's
1: probably, I would probably imagine people get tickets for incest and honking, but let's be real. I pulled this list from Ooh, tripster.com. I didn't do that much, that much research, but I would there, imagine that's how it would work. There, they
0: slam no, on just, the brakes, they hit the fucking honk. Do we have a horn? <laughs> they hit that, they're just like, fuck Holy you, shit. buddy. <laughs> Cut me off.
1: I'd be You know freak- who I am? I'd be freaking Shit, out, man. man. People
0: I'm, people got road rage. They got a problem, yo.
1: My Mazda 3, I, I'd be like, ah! <laughs> 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 yo,
0: no, what about noise is that? Go to the fuck. The fuck go get an oil change, man. Shit.
1: Unbelievable, man. All right, number eight. New York City, not Washington, D.C., was the first capital of the United
0: States. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, man. Are you serious? Why'd they, why'd they give it to Washington, man? New York is... I have no idea. Could you imagine That's if the, uh, the White House was right
1: in Times Square? Can you imagine if the White House was actually just, like, on the grass by the Statue
0: of Liberty back in the day? Could you imagine if the White House, there was no such thing as the White House? Like, just the president had an office at MSG? <laughs> That'd be so sick.
1: They'd be doing their uh, presidential meetings in the, yeah. in the box. They'd be getting served wine from, from fancy butlers, and they'd be having caviar on their plates watching some basketball. Okay. Okay. Something like that, man. That, you that a caviar, dude.
0: You a caviar, dude. Yeah. I know you are.
1: I tried it for the first time on Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, you, really you told nice. me. You told me. told the listeners. Yeah, it was okay. awesome. Next. Great. Number seven. <laughs> this one's weird. Albert Einstein's brain and eyeballs are kept in a safe box Shut in New York City. Shut the fuck
0: up, dude. This, are you sure, man? You telling our listeners fugazi shit or what? Like, is this real? Because you just blew my fucking mind. I almost knocked the damn mic over. Are you serious right now? This dude's brain and this dude's eyeballs are somewhere in the world right now. This is why, yes, cloning is going to happen. They're trying to make the next Albert Einstein. This guy was such a genius that when he passed away, whoever's in charge of the world, it's just like, yo, (laughs) come on. We got to save this dude.
1: Yeah. So here, I, I looked it up quickly here. It's saying it's believed to be in a safe deposit box in New York City. What? And it was reportedly extracted during an autopsy in 1955.
0: Dude, this dude is coming back to life. Crazy, eh? Who else do you think deserves that amount of respect? That's how great I want to be. When it's all said and done, whoever's the ruler of this place, whoever's calling the shots, they're like, yo, we got, we got to keep this dude's brain. Yeah, I don't we know, man. That's, great. That's a great question.
1: He's, he's probably up there. Who
0: else? Would you say Anthony Kiedis maybe? He's showing up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: maybe Alexander Graham Bell, Oh, Canadian man.
0: legend. I don't even know. What Invented we... the telephone, by the way. Did that person ruin society? He's Canadian legend, man. Come on. Next,
1: come on. All right, number six. More than eight million people live in New York City. That means one in every thirty-eight people in the United States call New York City home.
0: In that small place, imagine that. I could only imagine what someone's what someone's like spare bathroom looks like. You know, when you go rent a place and like one and a half bathrooms, I wonder how small that half bathroom is. No sink. Nobody's washing their hands in that in that bathroom. Just a fucking toilet.
1: You probably like stick your elbows out and you're going wall to wall.
0: Holy shit. Literally. Okay.
1: You know what? I thought two million in Vancouver was a lot, but you know?
0: I think eight million?
1: Yeah. I think the biggest city I've been in is Oh, I guess I've been in LA. LA and Toronto. I've never been in New York though, but those are pretty big fucking cities. Oh, no, I was in San Paulo. San Paulo, I think, is bigger than those two.
0: Dude, I got to get, what, why are we listening to this, man? I got to get New York State of Mind in the
2: background, man. Oh, wow.
1: You're going to do that? Okay, perfect okay. time for the top five on the list. Okay. Number okay. five, I'm going with another little geographical one. I'm a bit of a geography nerd, guys. What can I say? Okay. If Brooklyn was its own city, instead of just, you know, a suburb of New York, it would be the fourth largest city in the United States. That one like blew my mind.
0: Are you serious right now?
1: You think you must be taking like, that's, that's obviously a lot of people, man. Like six, seven, eight million people out of Brooklyn. That's nuts, man.
0: That's, yeah, that's why I'm only
1: going to live there for a year, you know? Shit. And, and the I'm Islanders. i be and, claustrophobic. Can you man. tell me the Islanders have one of the worst attendance
0: records in the league? Bro. Hey. The fourth biggest city in the United States, Brooklyn. I got to give a shout out to, uh, to the Islanders fans because I'm hearing that next year they'll be going back to Nassau.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, remarkable. Good go. for
0: you. Good for you. That's that's a beautiful thing. Maybe not for Brooklyn, but hey, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. great words of Kyle Bowen.
0: Of Todd you know, Bertuzzi, man. Somebody yo yesterday ironically I was interviewing someone and she was like, yo, she's like, every anytime I hear it it is what it is, I just think of you. And I was like, Yo, don't think of me. Think of Todd Bertuzzi. I don't want that. You know, I ain't am trying to take that true, from true. the man. No, you know? that's nice
1: for you, man. Honest person, honest, honest podcast. Yeah, 100 you know percent Always
0: say. always gotta be honest, ladies. You're listening to the most honest person you'll ever ever listen to in your life.
1: I'm I'm pretty honest, man. I told you about my Facebook status. Oh, yeah, true. And, and true, my true, comments. True. Yeah, I was pretty honest, bro. True, true, true. Pretty honest. True, true, true. Uh, I'm gonna give you some honest advice right here because of number three on the list. Oh, sorry, it's actually number four on the list.
0: Okay. Learn how to count, buddy. Yeah, wow. Just can't even read
1: my own. Can't even read my own my own notes, man. Unbelievable. <laughs> the average rent price in New York City is approximately thirty five hundred dollars a month. What? That might make you not want to live there
0: what no 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 we making money don't worry baby. okay we, okay. we gonna be making some money okay all okay? right
1: all right all right so you're gonna be 100%. living there in like three four years we'll call it that who
0: knows? yeah who knows just like maybe i'll write a book there or something nice i like yeah, it yeah 100 maybe i'll have a girl there who knows okay <laughs> who knows? He,
1: here's the number one thing on the list It's number three on this list but number one on my list what why you should go to new york city it's not illegal to go topless in new york city police cannot arrest you if you go topless
0: and it works for both guys and gals okay cool so now i can just you know walk the streets when i live in new york with my shirt off and going to the gym <laughs> that's the most douche move you know <laughs> yo seriously if you're fit yo. and you're if you're fit and you're walking around with your shirt off you you know the people the society they they think you're a douchebag well, I, my one buddy, I think I
1: might have told this story before. Is but it Jack? Yeah. Well, let's
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: let's not call let's not name names here on the podcast. But come uh, on, man,
0: the listeners know what you talk. Okay. Okay. Talk about someone my,
1: is Jack, my buddy. Okay. So he met he met this these uh, these people in Australia, and within two minutes, he was like, you know, showing off his abs because of something. Because he's got sick abs. They're, they're fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you should look at these, buddy. I don't even know why he showed them, but uh, <laughs> this, these people we met asked our friend, like, "What's with your buddy? Just like showing off his abs." And, what was the answer? And, and she was just like, oh, that's just Jack. I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, the buddy. The buddy. Yo,
0: but that, Let's be real, okay? Jack pulls that off. You know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't come off as that, that that Jack is a douchebag. It just comes off as yeah, Jack's trying to make you smile. Honestly, he's like the nicest guy of all time. Oh, he's dude, he's, he's just trying, trying to make douche. you smile. Yeah, exactly. There's nobody better in this world than Jack. True. Who, who's better? Who's the top three people of all time? Maybe Albert Einstein. We just mentioned him. Yeah, and then Jack probably. Yeah, Jack right there at number two. Number three, yeah. we're looking at Nas. Maybe Nas. Number three go. is
1: you, the listener, whoever hey, you are. Yeah, yes. You are the third best listeners. person of hey, all the time. There
0: you go. If you're listening to this, you're the third best person in the whole world.
1: You can fight with all the other people listening to the show, but you yeah. are. Just you remember are. that you, you are. are the best you person. Are. Number three. We
0: fucking love you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> number two on the list. Going topless may be legal in New York, but farting in a church could result in a misdemeanor.
0: Yeah, that's just disrespect. If you fart in church, you should get your ass kicked, in my opinion. <laughs> what if it just slips out? No, 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 no. no it never slips out. It never <laughs> slips out. It slips out when you forgot to go to the washroom. And if you don't don't know you got to go to the washroom before you go to church. What? Do you go to the washroom for a fart? I think if you're going to church, 100%. <laughs> if, you, if, you're, if you're driving to church and you feel like you're about to fart or take a shit and you're like, oh, I can hold it. No, nah, don't hold it. That's disrespect. Cause if you let one of those things slip out and you just break the silence via a fart, that's disrespect to to whatever God you're cheering for. <laughs> Legit. Legit. Oh
1: man, I guess that's man, just logic right there. Could you
0: imagine just you know you know thanking God for everything that's happened in your life, dear Lord and Savior, this is amazing. Thanks for all the blessing. Like, come on. Are you serious? But a misdemeanor You just be so pissed off. <laughs> but a misdemeanor? Come
1: on, we're talking about people getting charged with crimes. You yeah. farted in a church, man. Who gives a fuck? Like it happens. Unless it's How like, are you gonna? Okay. Unless it's like the honking thing, like you just like you just don't okay. stop. You know, like it's like bro, it's like forty five minutes and you're still going away. You're still ripping the ass. Then maybe we're talking <laughs> about it. But it's gotta be a shit. Shaley, you know, Dude, like There should be honestly, enough like a number of farts y'all have to have in a church. Imagine
0: appealing that ticket and then you having to go deep into the science behind why you did fart that day. It would just be remarkable. Twenty twenty, anything. Forty eight hours
1: before, I had a bean and cheese burrito, <laughs>
0: and then yesterday. Yeah, I don't know, man. Okay, I farting. Had some prune jer- juice, man. Let's be let's be mature here, okay? We're talking about farting. Come on, man. Okay, farting. Well, well I, I, have Are pretty, you I have a pretty serious, pretty farting. <laughs>
1: I have a very mature one for number one okay. on the list. Number one, and this blew my mind. You might get the shits from from eating this kind of food, okay. but it can cost over two hundred eighty nine thousand dollars.
0: For a one-year hot dog stand at Central Park, dude. I there is nothing more satisfying than watching a. I don't know if it's Vice or Vox or someone that 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 and make we, those videos. Well, we about, work for about, Vox about, Media, so it must be Vox that make those hot dog cart videos on YouTube, based out of New York. Like they just go around talking to people who own this hot dog cart. Yeah, you know, it's expensive to definitely own one, but I think it's worth it if you have the best hot dog on the corner of whatever and whatever in New York city and you just sell yourself to the hustle and those people hustle. Like they wake up early bro to get all those fresh ingredients too. Shut up. Yo, maybe that's what I'll do. That's what I'll do for a year. I'll get a job at a hot dog cart. Or if I go write a book there, I'm going to that hot dog cart every day for a year. Boom.
1: Five fifty. Like nice. You get found a, your dream. I'm so nice, happy for you. A man. nice
0: soda pop. I'm so happy for you, bro. Some sprite and some long ass wiener, you know. Nothing like sprite. some relish. Nothing like sprite and a long ass wiener in Central Park. That's what I'm <laughs> talking about, bro. What's some relish on there? Shit. Well, well, well how about this? I fuck with relish, okay? I, the older I got, I realized that relish is 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 such an ad. You know what I'm saying? It's such an ad to the hot dog and mustard. The older I got, I, I realized that my My early appreciation for mustard, because I was fucking with mustard at like six years old, that this shows that my taste buds are just above the game.
1: Well, you're above the game with taste buds, and you're above the game in the podcasting world. Fantastic podcasting here. Yeah, let's let's give
0: ourselves one of these. (laughs) Begsy, Bowen, Chelney.
1: Another, another episode of Silicon Field D in the Books. Beauty Power Rankings. We're gonna end the season with one more beauty power rankings before the playoffs start. And then of course we gotta do
0: some playoff previews because that's just a fun shit to do. So this is what we'll do. Okay, we'll combine the beginning of April with March as the yeah, final. Of course, yeah. And then oh, we'll, we'll announce yeah. the winner. There's a 5% chance. 5% chance that we'll we'll have Leon or Connor. They're, they're mostly gonna get like Let's be real. We're anticipating that those two are going to get the award at the end of the season. There's a 5% chance that we'll have them on. Or maybe we'll have a cousin on of one of them, a friend, someone who thinks that they're, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll get someone to represent the winner of the beauties.
1: Yeah, let's rep- represent the Edmonton Connections, man. I've been there a few times. Just we'll see if I can enough. make it happen. We'll bro. get the
0: Donaire Dude again.
1: Donaire Dude. Donary's and Connor McDavid. That's what it's all about. Except when you listen to Silky and Phil, because we got a lot of Vancouver Canucks and more West Coast bias. Edmonton's a little far east for us. (laughs) Yeah, yep. Here we go. Well, another episode in the books, man. Go listen to Sippin' on a 40. Kyle and I are doing that after the Canucks-Coyotes game. The game will be over by the time you listen to this podcast. But if you haven't checked it out, go check it out, because it's going to be a great fucking episode. The Quickie on the network as well. Power the towel with Nick Bondi. Shows in the Yo, next talk, You
0: need to listen to the conversation that Bondi had with Patrick Johnston. Great
1: conversation. You know, I'm Amazing. not going to lie.
0: I'm not going to lie. I- I'll say this and I mean this and I'm going to mean this for the next 48 hours. Fuck Patrick Johnston, okay? He's going against my guy, yeah, he's Trevor trash. Nell. He's going Nick, against Nick my Car- boy. Nick, carry the conversation. My boy. And you know what? I heard the interview. I heard the conversation. I know this guy does not like when people swear at him. He doesn't like it. He doesn't tolerate it. And you know what I just did? I said, fuck Patrick Johnston. You know why? Because Trevor, you're my boy. You're my boy. That's loyalty, baby. That's loyalty, okay? People in the world, you got to appreciate loyalty, okay? I'm going to appreciate that. Patrick Johnson, you're going down. I hope you go down. Real talk. But thank you for being on the network. That was a great conversation.
1: Fantastic interview. He'll be at the Canucks tailgate. April 4th, last game of the season. We got to
0: get the logistics in order and set this thing up because it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun.
1: Yeah, be there April 4th, Saturday in downtown Vancouver. Thanks for listening to Silky and Filthy, one of four shows on the network. Go get the network. And until then, we'll see you filthy bastards next
0: time. Peace, 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 peace.